You are listening to Life Skills 101, podcast by True North Homeschool Academy and Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. True North offers live online classes, clubs, ebooks, and more. You can find out more about our classes at truenorthhomeschoolacademy.com. Lisa Nearing, our host, has homeschooled for over 30 years. She's a veteran educator, blogger, and public speaker. Now, without further ado, our host. Hey, everybody, it is Lisa Nearing once again from True North Homeschool Academy, and we are here with Life Skills 101, Life Skills for Digital Age. And today I'm super excited to have Julie Polanco with me. She is the author of God's Schooling, How God Intended Children to Learn, and 100 No or Low Cost Ways to Motivate Kids, available at any bookstore. You can find Julie at julienaturally.com, and I'll put all that information in the show notes. She has other books as well, so you're going to want to check those out. Um, Julie is here to talk about something I think all homeschoolers can relate to, and that is how to prevent homeschool or mom burnout. (laughs) So welcome, Julie. I'm glad you're here. (laughs) Hi. Thanks, Lisa. How many kids do you have? Just fill us in a little bit on on your life and who you are at home. Well, I have four kids. Uh, My youngest is 14. My oldest is 23. Uh, they go girl, boy, girl, boy, um, or girl, girl, boy. Yeah. Girl, boy. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I, this is my 20th year homeschooling. So I did graduate the oldest and we've always homeschooled and all of my kids have special needs. Um, Mm -hmm. so I, this is something that's really, uh, close to my heart, uh, helping, uh, helping moms who have special needs kids, and uh, helping them uh, to prevent burnout and also providing some tools for them uh, from a natural perspective on helping them with their kids. Um, so I, I, it's something that, yeah, is very close to me. <laughs> yeah, I think too. I mean, a lot of us, even if we don't have diagnosed kids with the learning disorder or special needs or anything, we're all dealing with humans all day long. Like we don't necessarily get to go to a room and close the door and just work on Excel spreadsheets, probably, right? <laughs> We're homeschooling our kids. Um, and and it's and it is exhausting. Um, I, I heard years and years ago, little kids are physically exhausting and older kids are emotionally exhausting. And as someone who has had both, I testify. Yes. <laughs> I can yes. totally relate to that. So all that to say, I think burnout is just it's it's an equal opportunity player. Like it's going to hit you no matter how old or young you are or what kind of kids you have or what you're doing. Cause for one, the world is complex right now. Um, <laughs> there's so many weird things going on and just politically and physically and, you know, post the yeah. post COVID world is really different and everyone's trying to navigate. Um, and so I think it's a great time to talk about burnout. Also, one of the things I think in the homeschool world is that January and February are prime burnout months. Do you, have yeah. you, do you agree with that? Yes, <laughs> yes. T- completely. Yeah, usually February moms are just going crazy from uh, cabin fever and they start to question whether or not they pick the right curriculum and, you right. know, start to think about, oh, maybe I don't want to do this next year, uh, you know, and, and and also, I mean, you've been home with your kids several months now and you're like looking at, okay, am I, you know, are we going to be done in May? Are we going to finish? And sometimes you feel like you're falling behind a little bit at that time. So it yeah. really becomes, yeah, that time when we 
really start to feel the stress and start to feel a little bit like, well, maybe I'm not doing enough, you know, and, um, and because we're indoors for so many months too often that we start to get kind of stir crazy and um, yeah. looking for ways to manage that. Yeah. yeah. You've got some really practical tools. Um, I, I, so I'm really excited to jump into this with you because you said right before we started, this is not rocket science, but I feel like so much of life isn't. <laughs> Most of us aren't living in yeah. the rocket science bandwidth, right? We're just looking for practical, yeah. simple, doable, actionable steps yeah. to get us to the next place. And that's what you're so good at. So yeah. tell us a couple ways to avoid homeschool mom burnout or just in general mom burnout. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I mean, the most important thing is making space for yourself, like throughout the day. So my first, um, big tool that I am, that I enforce with my kids, I really needed it myself and, uh, was to enforce about an hour of quiet time every day. And that's going to look a little different depending on your family dynamic and like how many kids you have and their ages and stuff. But, um, like if you have little babies or small children that naturally take a nap anyway, or still kind of need a nap, even though they don't want to take a nap, <laughs> um, then it, it just coordinated with that time that that is your time and really enforce it. Like the kids, they're going to, they want to get up. They're like, Oh, I need this. I want to do that. Oh, I'm tired of laying in my bed. I'm not tired. Whatever. It's not about being tired. It's about, everyone needs a little break. They need to learn to give themselves a break mm -hmm. and to just have some quiet space. They can do their own Bible time during that time. They can uh, just play quietly in their rooms, um, but you know they're safe. You know they're in a safe space and you get some time to spend on you. And you really have to be careful not to do cleaning during that time or to other types of chores. Like we, we often are like, oh, good, the kids are <laughs> Yeah, they're, they're in their rooms now. Now I can clean. Now I can do the laundry, whatever. It's no, no, no. It, it's meant to be time for you to sit down and read a book, spend some time with the Lord um, and uh, do maybe a craft or other kind of activity that really feeds your soul that you like. Um, and that way it gives you a break and you feel like, OK, I feel a little refreshed. Now I can go on with my day. Mm -hmm. And it shows the kids that you're not a martyr for them, but you have interests and you are a person too, who mm -hmm. has your own things um, besides just taking care of them and their needs and their schooling and, and things mm -hmm. like that too. Right. I love that. I heard years ago, a mom of like 10 kids said that they had a really hard and fast hour set apart every afternoon after lunch, everybody went to their own spaces. So even kids who shared a room, they didn't share the room together during that quiet time. And her, her little um, phrase was, we go apart so we don't come apart. Mm, <laughs> and I, I love that. that. <laughs> how much you like each other. You need a break from each other. Right. And yeah. yeah. So I love that. So just a time and, and guard it for yourself too. Don't, don't go do the dishes. Don't do the laundry. Um, read a book, take a nap yourself. I think a lot of us <laughs> probably are a little sleep deprived, maybe more than we think. Um, yeah. Resting is not the worst thing in the world. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. Great. Awesome. First tip. What's your second tip? So the second thing um, was something that my 
it comes from my own mom, actually. She she told me, you know, uh, when I was married, she said, make sure that you still go out on dates. So, so the, the, that's not always possible, but you can protect your evenings. So that's the other thing. Have regular dates still and continue to date each other, you know, while you're, you know, in, while you're married, um, which is really important. But protecting your evenings, so having a set bedtime, not allowing kids to keep getting up, even if it's difficult for them, you know, because of course the little kids are always, oh, I need a drink, oh, I, you know, I'm afraid of this, oh, I need to use the bathroom. We've heard all of those kinds of things, but really enforcing that as well. Like you need to be in bed at seven, eight o'clock, whatever it is, and have them used to that. Also, like managing themselves to get to sleep after they've had their routine and that, okay, this is mom and dad's time now. Uh, yeah. And um, even if the kid isn't really super tired, which older yeah. kids, they're not going to be super tired. And right. it's fine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, my mom passed that on to me that, mm -hmm. you know, this is mom and dad's time. Mm -hmm. And so you're protecting your marriage as well as protecting yourself from, again, that burnout. Mm -hmm. And uh, and it gives, gives time to, to continue to develop your relationship with your husband. Right. And for those of us who have odd schedules, so my husband comes home pretty late and he doesn't really have to start. He does a lot of admin, but he doesn't need to start till 10 or 11 in the morning. Switch it on its head, <laughs> you know, yeah. just have morning time together. That's what we have done for years is yeah. and have coffee and talk. Um, but yeah, set time on a regular basis. You're talking daily. That might seem yes. like, wow, a daily quiet hour and daily time with your husband. That's a lot of yes. time right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, we're, we're people too. And yeah. we're not just, we're not just moms and we're not just wives. We're also friends and women and, you know, and sisters and, and we need, and, and we're, we're daughters of the Lord and we need to press into that and have that time to, to, to be fed to be mm -hmm. fed and to develop ourselves because our mm -hmm. kids are going to grow up and, you know, and then we, sometimes if we don't do that for ourselves, we may develop resentments. We mm -hmm. may develop, uh, we don't even know ourselves anymore. Yeah. And it's, it's really important. Yeah. It's important to feed ourselves. And I think too, when you have, when you have kids, especially when you're homeschooling, so many more of us are working while we homeschool too. If we have a larger family, which is like any, anybody over like zero kids is a large family at this point in today's world, in my opinion, um, <laughs> it, it, it just gets so easy to miss each other, to miss your spouse. If they're working and you're working and homeschooling and managing a house, you have so many things going on that it can be really easy to just miss each other and you wake up and it's been five years since you've really had a deep, meaningful conversation together. Mm -hmm. And so this is a great tip on just really how to be intentional with your marriage as well. Yeah. It doesn't cost anything. Right. Yeah. I right. mean, you don't have to go out and spend a lot of money. I mean, we're all tight on that, especially as homeschooling families. It's, it, it's often, you know, a, a struggle around budgets um, that don't always allow that. But you don't have to do that. You know, you can just have a movie night with your spouse at home and just protect that time. Yeah, I love it. That's a great tip. Okay. And your third one is kind of near and dear to my heart as well. <laughs> 
Well, I, I mean, it is Julie naturally, so it's make sure you get out in nature. Um, we're we're part of creation, so we're fed by being with creation too. And most people have experienced that when we get out in just get outside. But especially if we're able to get out to wild places, mm -hmm. and for different people that looks a little different, it may be palm trees, and it may be the desert, it may be you know out into a deciduous forest with maples and oaks, you know. But um, but whatever that looks like, it's it's still being outside, outside with with creation, with the Lord, being you know getting fresh air and just taking a walk. It's very simple, but sometimes just taking a walk outside, it, it refreshes us in ways that we we can't do when we're sitting inside. And mm -hmm. uh, and that um, that, too, can provide not just the refreshment, but it improves our health as well. Right. So right. It's, it's good with, for combating depression and and uh, just promoting those the happy hormones, you know, yeah. <laughs> um, which you know, helps with the de-stress and the burnout as well. Right. I think too, for kids with certain diagnoses like ADHD or ADD, mm -hmm. they actually, doctors actually prescribe quote unquote green therapy. Yes. And yes. what that is, is go outside. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, yes. For those of us who live in extreme weather, like I, we lived in, um, the Southwest where it would get super hot in the summer. And now we live in the North Midwest where it gets super cold in the winter. We still figure out the times of day that is manageable for you to get your kids outside. If it's early morning, because you live where temperatures get over a hundred in the middle of the day, don't go outside in the middle of the day. Um, and yeah. you know, that's some of that is just common sense, but kids don't always have common sense. Um, <laughs> you know, so just help them figure out how to manage um, and go on walks together. We've been, we've done that for years and years. It's just yeah. going on walks together. Our, all of our cats go with us now. It's hysterical because we <laughs> literally, they just like, we go on a walk to the river. They're following us on the walk to the river. <laughs> oh, wow. That's, that's neat. Cause I didn't, I didn't think of that with cats. <laughs> we did not train them to do this. And the dogs are there too. Like it's this big, like parade to the river. <laughs> and ridiculous oh, wow. we just had that part it's ridiculous <laughs> <laughs> yeah but green therapy is so great and you can make it really fun um you know I mean it's great with the kids to talk because you don't it's not like necessarily face-to-face -face time if you're walking together then you can have kind of awkward conversations mm -hmm. without it being like full-on frontal confrontation or whatever yeah. but it's also for for younger kids and middle kids and even older kids like going on a um, go find all the colors outside while you're walking or make it a scavenger hunt, find different textures or shapes or colors. Kids love that. And it can be super fun for older people too. It, cause it's a, it's an intellectual challenge. Yeah. 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 So what are, what are some of the kind of the things that you've done for, for getting outside? Well, I, I actually um, have a lot of forest preserves near me. So um, we we try to go to a different place. We've done some geocaching uh, oh. or letterboxing. That, mm -hmm. that adds a different sort of element. So it's kind of like going on a treasure hunt that somebody else gives clues. Um, it's, it's a lot easier to do it doing letterboxing because you don't need to have one of those geocache devices the uh the gps devices you can it just gives you instructions based on uh, a compass instead mm -hmm. 
so that's one of the things that is really fun to do with older kids mm -hmm. and learning some orienteering skills, yeah. um, which is really helpful. Um, we've done um, some Charlotte Mason type things where it's, you know, sitting still and observing uh, where, you know, you can, the animals come out <laughs> where yeah. most of the time with our noise walking around, they, they're all, they're like, oh, there's nothing here to see. Like, no, you have to sit in one place and just be and be as quiet as possible and be amazed how many birds, animals, uh, you, you know, insects, all of them start coming out again. And, uh, I mean, I've had a buck come within a foot of me. Like I could almost reach out and touch him as he ran past. And it was it was breathtaking because you you never see this these things. So um, so doing some things like that. Uh, we've also we've done some of the find finding certain things to try to improve observational skills. Uh, some of the wild places you're able to kind of take some of the sticks and build things. And my sons have really um, enjoyed that more of like climbing and, and building. And yes, children with ADD, yes, set them set them loose and just let them climb and build. And they, they come up with all kinds of interesting scenarios <laughs> and imaginative yeah. explorations. And just, they just become calmer and more focused. It's, it's interesting. They, digging around in the dirt to see what's what's in the soil um mm -hmm. and uh they they have trapped insects and then set them free just to identify them and um and see what they see what they do um and uh it's usually an adventure trying to find a different snake this time seeing it you know can we find a, a di some different bird time can we find mm -hmm. some blue jays and that just you know uh, crows or <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah yeah definitely some like peterson's um, flower guides or bird guides yeah. the audubon has a lot of good resources on their website even that are free yeah. that are really fun we've yeah. seen some fun tracks too um mm -hmm. we have a lot of deer too but we also had beaver in our river and um we've seen a badger actually we saw a badger which was a oh, little intimidating okay. to be honest it was on yeah. its hind legs and it was crazy. I've never seen anything like it, but yeah. Yeah. So good stuff. I love it. Um, so really just recap the, the three points really quickly for me, if you don't mind for our listeners. Oh, that's fine. So the first one was to enforce a quiet time for everyone in the family, not just the little kids. Um, and second is to protect your evenings or your, the time when you and your spouse are there together, protect that time. Uh, and um, the third thing was to make regular outdoor time, nature time, a priority as well. Do nature walks and things like that. Mm -hmm. I love it. Really practical, really doable. Start small. If an hour feels overwhelming, a whole hour, like you feel like you're not going to have that time in your day, start with 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just uh, see something. How, <laughs> yeah. See how rejuvenating it is for everybody. And your kids are going to be just fine. Um, and yeah, so thanks. I just really appreciate your coming on and talking about homeschool burnout, because I think it's, it's probably more prevalent than, than it's talked about is just that people are just trying to manage and, and juggle, um, uh, so much. And I don't even think anybody's balancing anymore. I think we're all just juggling. <laughs> yeah. 
um, yeah. making it all happen, right? So we're feeling even just really alone too. Like, oh, everybody else seems like they got it together, and that's just really not true. <laughs> right, right. That is very, very true. So, if you guys have any, um, uh, we'd love to hear how you're managing homeschool burnout and um, in just any tips or tricks that you have, we'll pass them on in the website and on the newsletter. If you have any that you want to um, share with us, we'd love to hear from you guys. Um, go check out julienaturally.com and check out Julie's books. Julie, thanks for joining me today. I really appreciate it. Oh, thanks for having me. Okay. Bye everybody. We'll talk to you all soon. Thank you for listening to Life Skills 101. Life Skills for a Digital Age by True North Homeschool Academy and the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. If you like this podcast, please help us by sharing and subscribing. If you are interested in learning more about Lisa Neary and True North Homeschool Academy, go to truenorthhomeschoolacademy.com and look up our Facebook page, True North Homeschool Tribe. Thank you.